Good morning. Last week, we made it to um, verse 12 of chapter 4 in James. This week, we are going to finish up um, chapter 4. So, let's go ahead and jump right into it. Now, again, I'm reading out of New King James. For any of you that want to fact check me, please do. So let's look at verse 13. It says, Come now, you who say, Today or tomorrow we will go to such and such a city, spend a year there, buy and sell, and make a profit, whereas you do not know what will happen tomorrow. Now, if you um, watched the lesson I did on the purpose of prayer, this was reiterated in that lesson um, in a one Greek phrase it's Deo Valente right do you remember us discussing that a couple weeks ago what does that mean it means God willing so James gives it uh, gives this to us plainly again um, right he's not saying to not have a plan he's not saying to not make plans so what is he saying He's saying that when constructing and coordinating and confirming any plans that you may have, that we should always add Deo Valente, God willing, right? So in two years, I will officially finish my bachelor's degree and move forward with my career as an educator. Deo Valente, right? God willing, that will occur. Um, You know, people might say, In five years, I'm going to retire, God willing. But here's the vital point that we must accept. And we talked about this in in the um, lesson on the purpose of prayer, which is that God may not be willing. He may not be willing. God could remove us from this physical earth today, right? Um, Should he so choose, Now, this may seem trivial or a no-brainer to some, but I would submit to you that like so many other things, many people don't actually believe what they confess. You know, how many times have we made plans for ourselves, um, maybe even years in advance, and suddenly you're you're T-boned with something that's unexpected, um, with some unexpected, unanticipated, and uncalculated circumstance. Um, you get sick, your spouse gets sick, you lose a child, you lose your job, you fail your classes, you meet a girl, you hear a sermon, right? Not all of these unexpected circumstances are negative, but these unexpected circumstances can still make just as big of an impact on your life and they, they can not only delay your plans, but they may alter them entirely. Um, just as an example, prior to me being a Christian, I was teaching martial arts for about, it was close to 10 years. And that's what I was going to do for a living, was teach martial arts. And then, uh, praise God, he, he saved me. Um, he, he forgave me of my sins. I submitted myself to him. And immediately, I knew that I had to remove myself from 
from that situation because it was going to be easy for me to get sucked back into that way of life or those bad bad habits, right? So as creatures of habit, we tend to adhere to a routine, but there are many people, um, you know, possibly even watching this, that when things don't go exactly as planned, that it can be detrimental to them. So let me give you an example, because some of you may not believe me. Um, You might know somebody like this, but you might think that you are not susceptible to this. Let's think about for just a second. Let's think about um, a commuter in traffic, right? When there's an accident that causes delays. For those of you that live in the area, especially if you go to Huntsville, um, whether it be 231 or 431, I would say especially 431 up the mountain up there, it's a nightmare. And if you're stuck in traffic bumper to bumper because of an accident, what is your first thought? This is awful. Now I'm going to be late. Um, You know, now I won't be able to get that cup of coffee. I wish they would hurry up and move out of the way or pull over to the side of the road or whatever. You know, but do you see the common denominator there? It's that we make it about ourselves. So don't misunderstand me. I I am guilty of this um, just as much, if not more so than most but how often how often when when we're in this situation do we think of ourselves first see the thing i want us to pay attention to is the amount of tension we the amount of attention that we pay to ourselves and the lack of it that you have for others in an inconvenient situation like that what tends to happen is this is so inconvenient right when our first thought should actually be you know i hope everyone is all right i hope no one got hurt um you know and even a friend of mine says that if he ever gets stuck in traffic like that especially if he thinks it's a it's a an accident of some kind he immediately prays for them and he doesn't even see the wreck yet i think that's what we should be striving to do because the intention there is important and and if you've been in this class or watched this class for any amount of time you know how much I stress our intentions over the actions themselves right our intentions shouldn't be to show people look how holy I am but it should be actual uh, grace and humility that we show them by doing this so what I'm saying is that when the unexpected happens a lot of times it will open you up for the opportunity to destroy your character but if instead we you know if instead we still made plans we still set goals for our lives but all the while we understand that those things are under the authority of God's complete sovereignty that is where our mind should be we should make plans we should set goals all the while constantly repeating Deo Valente God willing so absolutely you should have a plan but your plan should be ready willing and flexible for when God intervenes let's look at the rest of verse 14 into verse 15 it says 
For what is your life? It is even a vapor that appears for a little time and then vanishes away. Instead, you ought to say, If the Lord wills, we shall live and do this or that. So how often how often do we really consider our own mortality? I would dare say that the older that you get, the more often you actually think about it. And the scriptures tell us that our lives here are fleeting, right? There's there's tons of scripture that tells us that, which we already know, I think, hopefully. And it's sobering to think that in a hundred years, everyone who's ever known you personally will be gone. This is the very reason why so many people spend their whole lives and devote themselves to their own legacy. Because when we spend some time and we really think about it, we all understand that our time here is short. So for most people, they will do whatever they can to preserve themselves in any manner necessary to be remembered. Now, in uh, 2012, uh, the... I guess you'd call him the uh, Aurora, Colorado, the, the, the shooter at the theater. Um, when he's actually been quoted saying that his reason for the shooting, the reason for shooting all these people was, was that because he knew that he would never be remembered for doing something great. So instead, he would do something horrific. Here is evidence that all people want to be remembered or want their legacies to live on far past when they leave this earth. But my question is, is this biblical? There is a Casting Crown song called Only Jesus that I think is a much more biblical approach to how we should view our own legacies here on earth. I I want to listen to a few of these lyrics, okay? It says, make it count, leave a mark, make a name for yourself, dream your dreams, chase your heart, above all else, make a name the world remembers. Is that not an accurate description of what is being preached to the unbelieving right now? You know, uh, it goes on to say, but all an empty world can sell is empty dreams. I got lost in the light when it was up to me to make a name the world remembers. But Jesus is the only name to remember. And then the chorus, uh, I'm sorry, um, I believe the next line says, All the kingdoms built, all the trophies won, will crumble into dust when it's said and done. Because all that really mattered is, Did I live the truth to the ones I love? Was my life the proof that there is only one whose name will last forever? And this is the chorus. It says, And I don't want to leave a legacy. I don't care if they remember me. Only Jesus. And I've only got one life to live. I'll let every second point to him. Only Jesus. That is a biblical understanding of what we should and should not be pursuing. And what our ultimate goal is, is to glorify the name of Jesus Christ through everything that we do. It's not about being famous or or, or receiving notoriety because any amount of notoriety that you receive, it should all be redirected back to Christ. 
So when someone comes to you and, and it starts boasting about some achievement that you've, you've reached uh, or something that you've accomplished, you should always immediately refer them back to Jesus Christ who gave you the ability to do it to begin with. Now, we have agreed as a class that the Bible is not about you, right? Neither is this life. This life, your life, is about and for Christ. So let's pause for a moment and really think about that. God gave you life so that you would glorify Him and you will be the evidence of His glory. You will be either through His perfect grace or through His perfect justice. So when we say that we submit ourselves to him, it's not some platitude. What we're doing is that we're essentially making a covenant with God that his will will be our will, that his ways will be our ways, his plans will be ours, right? And when we say that we submit to it, um, it must be in every way. When we say we submit to God, it must be in every way. So now we may not know exactly how that plan is going to unfold, but we do know that God's intentions, we do know God's intentions for that plan. Because Jeremiah 29, 11 says, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans for good and not for evil, to give you a future and a hope. And then Romans 8, 28, uh, verses 28 through 30 say, and we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good, for those who are called according to his purpose. For those whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son in order that he might be the firstborn among many brothers. And those whom he predestined, he also called. And those whom he called, he also justified. And those whom he justified, he also glorified. Isaiah 25, 1 says, O Lord, you are my God. I will exalt you. I will praise your name, for you have done wonderful things, plans formed of old, faithful, and sure. See, God's plan for you is good. It is holy. It is just. But it may not be what you expect or what you're planning yourself. Now, if you want to know more about God's plan for your life, there's a shameless plug here. Go check out the YouTube channel, okay? Go down and look through my videos. I did an entire lesson on it, that God has a wonderful plan for your life. Let's move on. Let's look at verses 16 and 17. It says, But now you boast in your arrogance. All such boasting is evil. Therefore, to him who knows to do good and does not do it, to him it is sin. But, but now you boast in your arrogance. All such boasting is evil. I'm going to look at this real quick. So you boast in your arrogance. Now, um... If you remember, what does God do 
to the proud. He resists them, right? We talked about this, I believe, last week, week four. He resists the proud. And what does he do to the humble? He gives grace to the humble. He resists the proud and gives grace to the humble. And all such boasting is evil. So why is boasting evil? Well, Ephesians 2, verses 8 and 9, explain to us how we are saved It says, For by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. It is then evil to boast for the very same reason that Moses was killed. Okay? It's evil for us to boast. And that's why Moses was killed, because we then rob God of his glory. So when we boast of ourselves... As Christians, we, we are taking God's glory away from him. And he's, he's spoken pretty harshly about that. Then um, verse 17 says, So whoever knows the right thing to do and fails to do it, for him it is sin. So here we have classic James, not leaving anything up for debate. Right, because we've went through four chapters, four and a half, really, yeah, four full chapters of him telling this church, this body of believers, about their conduct, about their speech, about how they're living their lives um, in an ungodly way, and he tells them that. You know, your conduct is bad, your speech is bad, your attitude is bad. It's not it's not conducive to a Christian lifestyle. You say that you believe, but your actions show otherwise. What does that belief look like? What is it doing for you? So, just to make sure that there's no arguing amongst these this body of believer, uh, body of believers, he then says, whoever knows the right thing and fails to do it, for him it is sin. So there's the blanket statement. The blanket statement that I can agree with that's true. If you know what's right and you fail to do it, it is sin. So I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna challenge us here for a second. What about alcohol? Is it a sin to drink alcohol? There are some people that say yes, there's some people that say no. Um in and of itself the answer is no and we know that because the scriptures tell us that Jesus Christ drank wine and yet he sinned not right however if there's a particular individual who has um, a difficult time with self control um, without over you know with overindulging in alcohol there's an individual that has, an, has a problem with that, then I would submit to you that it, it could be for him, okay? Now, I'm thinking of a particular individual who believes that it is a sin for him to drink. So I will say this. If he believes that it is a sin for him to drink alcohol of any capacity, if he believes that's a sin, then it is, and he should refrain from it, okay? It, so... 
this this is a pretty broad again James is giving us um, he's giving us a truth that has a lot in it so uh, let me put it this way as a Christian as a born again believer if you ever question the legitimacy of what you're doing seeing being entertained by uh, what you're saying as far as whether it's holy or not righteous or not sin or not my best advice is to always err on the side of caution because if you're unsure it could be why why are you unsure are you unsure because because you you feel like it could be because if that's the case then it may be the spirit prompting you to purge something from yourself so that you can be filled up more with Christ. Okay? For for us in particular, I've mentioned some movies and shows and things that my family and I have just decided to completely do away with. Right? We 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 are done with with Disney. Um and pretty much any capacity. We're we're done with it. Um but that does not mean that I should tell you to no longer watch anything produced by Disney. This is a conviction that that I have, that my wife has, and that we want to make sure that we are not entertained by sin or that we are not supporting a company that is promoting it in whatever capacity that may be. Um, So so why am I saying that? You should use that statement that James made there, to him who knows to do good and does not do it, to him it is sin, you should sort of use that, as Mickey says, as your plumb bob. Because if you know what's right and you choose to do otherwise, then it is sin. So if you have a conviction about your, uh, you know, conviction about something you're doing that you're participating in, and, and and you you just know that it's not right, maybe maybe the scriptures don't say it explicitly, right? Like it does, because um, some people try to say. They try to compare adultery and al- and drinking alcohol. That's that's a far fetched um, comparison because you have the explicit, which is adultery, right? It, the word explicitly tells us that that is sin, and the word does tell us that drunkenness is a sin, but it doesn't say anything about drinking alcohol. It actually, says to use temperance, right? So, my my, my point is this. It may not be explicit in the scriptures about what is sin as far as like the particular things. But that is that is part of the role of the Holy Spirit working within you is to reveal to you those things that are not necessarily explicit, but for you, it, um, it may be sin. Okay, so my point is this. If I say that I believe that watching those movies is a sin, then it is for me. But you have to be careful because that does not mean that I should project my convictions onto someone else that may not have the same convictions as I do. So the individual that believes that drinking any alcohol whatsoever is a sin, then it is for him. 
but he should not or he should be very careful to project his convictions if they aren't explicitly listed in the scriptures okay now if it's explicit preach right this explicit in there um you know abortion homosexuality adultery lying stealing murder um, he can go through the whole list right those things are explicit things in the scriptures that are sin but somebody asked me one time if i thought that dipping tobacco was a sin and i said do you think it is <laughs> right that's the best answer that i that i can give because when somebody asks me a question like that well do you think this is a sin well do you because if you do and you're doing it then it is that's what it comes down to james is boiling it down to that look you know the law you know the scriptures you know what christ has taught you know what he has explicitly said but just to make sure there's no there's no question if you know what's right and you choose not to do it it is sin so this is where that sanctification process comes in for us is that the spirit he will tell us and reveal to us over time things that we should not partake in there are things that i didn't think were sin when i first became a christian that i now believe are for me and it's just ignorance i'm not saying it wasn't a sin then i was just ignorant to what to what the spirit was telling me i was ignorant to those convictions i wasn't i wasn't as studious as i am now you know i wasn't as cautious as i am now so I would always err on the side of caution. If you have to ask, um, just, just another quick, for instance, I'm part of this Facebook group. It's, these, it's Christian nerds. So if you didn't know, clearly, wearing a Superman shirt, pretty big nerd. Um, but it's almost daily somebody posts on this on this page. Hey, I started watching the show or this movie or reading this book, fill in the blank. It's normally entertainment. And I just really don't know if I should be entertained by this. That's one of the few times I'll actually comment because if you don't think that you should, if, if, if you have thought about it enough to make a post about it, then you probably should refrain from it. And what's it going to hurt to refrain from it, right? What's it going to hurt? So somebody asked me about my decision to not watch Disney movies and stuff and he's like if you don't mind me asking why do you why don't you and it's like well several reasons but here's the deal it's entertainment and I'm not gonna miss out on entertainment right there's 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 much better quality um as far as um, good entertainment out there than me having to sit in front of watching some ungodly movie or something that's promoting, you know, you guys know what I'm talking about. These kids' movies now will have a homosexual couple in them or whatever, and they're promoting this stuff. So I'm not going to miss out by not watching those movies, and neither are my kids. They're not going to miss out 
on watching those movies. They can they can find entertainment elsewhere that's righteous entertainment, right? I'm not saying that we shouldn't ever be entertained or that we shouldn't be able to to enjoy these things. Um, we just need to make sure what it is that we're enjoying and why. Um, we, we Because we ourselves, if we are Christians, if we are little Christs, then we should behave accordingly. So, with that, um, to close to close out chapter four, if you ever to sum it up, um, that last verse, if you ever have to question something that you're a part of, my best advice would be to refrain from it because I would rather not do it and it not be a sin than do it and risk it being sinful. Okay, well, that concludes uh, chapter four. I know you guys are probably, probably get tired of me doing this all the time. My computer, I've got a computer right here in front of me, right behind the computer. Uh, I'm sorry, right behind the camera. And I've got a computer over here that run different things. So this is all my scripture and stuff. Um, That's why I'm looking over here. I'm not trying to avoid eye contact with you. Um, We've got one chapter left. Uh, We'll probably break it up into two parts, maybe three. We'll just kind of have to see. Then we'll, we'll kind of take a break. We'll pause. We'll cover something topical. And, um, and then we'll jump back into another book. Again, we're getting close. So if you have any suggestions, send them in. Um, please, if, if, you're, if you're new to the channel, please like the channel, subscribe to the channel, hit the notification bell. So that, that way you know when this content comes. I try to post every Saturday. Um, and then there's also other videos on the channel. So you can always go back. The entire series of James is on there. I've got several topical type studies in there also. And then for those of you that would like to participate in our men's study, I've got um, every chapter of the book of Acts that we're going through in there also that Donald Walker teaches. So if you're interested in any any of that, please check that out. Um, and, And if you've been part of the channel for a while, share it. Share these videos, please. Um, Not so that people know me or whatever, but I'm just doing this as an outreach. I want to see people um, come to a better understanding of who Christ is and who we are in light of him. So with that, again, that wraps up chapter four. That wraps up this week's lesson. It's a little bit of a short lesson. Um, Maybe you won't get too used to that. Um, so next week we'll start chapter five again. I appreciate you guys watching. Um, I'll see you next week. Have a fantastic week.